Crossover podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And today we are talking Iron Fist. It has been out for one weekend now, and everybody has pretty much seen it. All of most of the nerd culture out there has has binge watched Iron Fist, and now we are ready to give our spoiler heavy review. So I don't say I didn't warn you from here on out. Spoilers. It's been on three Iron days. Fist. You could have watched it six times by now. Exactly. <laughs> well played. Uh, you heard that voice. You know it. It's Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Not too bad, not too bad. All right, and making his debut on the Crossover Podcast, big comics, big anime guy, big martial arts guy, big fan of, of the kung fu culture and, and cinema, so so we got him to come on for Iron Fist, our good friend Kyle Brown's here. How's it going, KB? Woo. Evening, gentlemen. All right, good to have you here. I'm a big sports guy too. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't been on oh, the show yeah. before. Yeah, might have him on the sports side too. It's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not as big as needles, though. That's the problem. They well, overshadow me in that area. We're doing our MLB over unders next week. You're welcome to come on. That's going to be a long pod, though. Let me tell oh, you. Oh God. <laughs> so, so yeah, my my resolution for next season is to get on the uh, Bachelor episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for Game of Thrones. I can't wait, man. I can't oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple months, right? July 12th or 17th or something. Is it something. July, Mid-July. really? Mid-July, yeah. Mid-July. Yeah. Mid-July. Only oh. seven episodes. Yeah. Oh, that'll do it. We only have 14 hours of Game of Thrones left, gentlemen. 14 hours total of Game of Thrones. Mm. Tough to think about. Anyway, we're talking Iron Fist. KB, since you are making your debut here, I'm going to let you decide how the pace of this podcast is going to go. Here are your two options. Option number one, we start off really hot and over the first half of the podcast, and then over the second half of the podcast, we just make fart noises into the microphone like Luke, Luke Cage did. <laughs> or we go the Iron Fist route where the podcast is just hot garbage the entire time. What do you think? Uh, we'll go Luke Cage style on this one, I think. <laughs> right. so, I'm already disagreeing with you with the hot garbage, so I think it's going to be a good one. All right, all right. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did not enjoy Iron Fist. I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. Overall, I was I was not a fan. And, and I have been a proponent of the... I, I don't like the fact that there are some reviews out there calling it Marvel's first real miss with the Netflix series. Cause they're oh, like, no. Th- no, that was Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, you shut your filthy mouth. <laughs> Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones is, was, was decent enough. But, like, I... Like, but Marvel's first misstep. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Nobody watched like the last six episodes of Luke Cage would think that shit. I um, fell asleep. <laughs> oh, it's nonsense. So I, I I have been banging the drum of the elephant in the room for the Marvel Netflix series is that they get progressively worse each time. And I think, unfortunately, a character that I is 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 very near and dear to my heart. I love Iron Fist. I'm a huge Iron Fist mark. And I I watched this and and it was it was not good. And I consider this version of Iron Fist to be the Batman the gun-toting Batman version of Iron Fist. I think they disrespected the Ooh. character that much. I really do. 
Wow, really? Yeah. You you mean in, in this particular take or like this story version of Danny Rand? Just this the 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 story. This season. A little bit, little bit of both. Just this season. Yeah, just this season. I I, I I consider this to be the worst take on Iron Fist I have ever seen. Can you can you really call this Iron Fist though? He wasn't the main character. You got more. You got more Meacham storyline throughout oh. the whole thing. Yep. Than on Iron this Fist. week of keeping up with the Meachams. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's just like. Back and forth all the time, like, yeah. oh, my dad and this and my dad and that. Like, I don't care. Give me some martial arts action. Like, yeah. and, and... I don't want to sit there and listen about your company. Yeah, and Kate, yeah. Or you're on drugs, a storyline that only matters, so they'll have any reason to distrust you at all towards the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, let me interrupt you there, because you're making some interesting points. You're making some interesting points, and it seems like you're, you're about to, to do something that people might want to actually hear. So because okay. and because it's Iron Fist, we're gonna stop I. and, we, and we're, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop you right now when something's about. Yeah, to and I, we can talk about it next year when season two comes out. No, no, no. We're gonna stop, and in true Iron Fist fashion, we're gonna have a board meeting. Oh, okay. oh Jesus! Yeah, we're gonna have a board meeting. We're gonna talk about corporate espionage. We're gonna talk in a, in a room full of people that nobody gives a fuck about, and and yeah, we're we're just gonna discuss corporate goings ons of like like holy fuck, did they ever do that way too much? That, yep, that we got was... we spent more time with Wilkins, I think his name was, the dude who like voted them off the board, yeah, than the... we did in Kung Lung. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what the hell? Like, would you fucking throw a punch or something? Like, just, oh god. And he was barely the Iron Fist in this. Oh, I'm seething. I'm seething right now. I'm gonna let. If if I can make a comparison, <laughs> yeah. a, a real a real easy comparison. This was kind of the like the darkest timeline version of season one of Arrow. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what? That's very good. That's a very good comparison. It was like if season one of Arrow sucked. Yeah, that's that's very good, Miller. I like that because there was a lot of corporate espionage stuff in that too, but it was balanced out with you know the Action. Green Arrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got enough Green it's... Arrow that you cared. It was definitely yeah, and, the balance. And you didn't hate the Green Arrow. <laughs> Definitely the balance suffered because at one point I was like, okay, this is Iron Fist. Where's Danny Rand at? He's off doing his own thing, and then you're in the boardroom. You're in the 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 whatever suite. Um, that like Harold Meacham's in yeah, his, pa- his like penthouse panic room. And then the and then was. after that after that they do a transition. You're like, okay, we're gonna get back to Danny. Oh no, we're going back to Colleen, and which who was probably the saving grace of the entire series, she uh, was not entire bad. season. Yeah. She was one of the better parts, yeah. But then they gave they they ruined it again. Spoiler alert! By giving her like we found out that she was a member of Hydra at the end. Fuck was that all about? Ugh, so bad that like that was a ferocious. <laughs> See, twist. I don't know how much of this like my exposure, my knowledge of Iron Fist is limited almost entirely to this series. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the fun story of how I learned that Iron Fist was a comic property at all was like back in two thousand five. I tried to play uh, City of Heroes for a while, that superhero MMO, um, and I made a dude who was like very much like Superman, but was wearing like military regalia, and I wanted to be like sort of like this dictator type character, so I named him Iron Fist, <laughs> and the game wouldn't <laughs> let me name him that <laughs> because I wanted him to just have like these big steel hands, and also was a dictatorship, so it was you know a very stupid easy pun to make. But they're like, oh no, you can't name a character that, and I'm like, well, why the hell not? <laughs> Is that Therein lies, I think, one of the mistakes with this season is that they went the very, very, very safe route. They want they handed you every little bit of information you needed. 
except the cool parts. Like he fought a he fought a dragon. Thing. He fought a dragon, and then mm-hmm. they don't explain that. He just kind of hints, "Hey, there was a dragon at some point." We did get and some three you... seconds of glowy red eyes, though, KB. Don't forget about that. It, yeah, but... in the last ten minutes of the show. <laughs> And you're just like, okay, well, show me the dragon. Show me some of the training. Like, yes. this is the, one of the rare instances where I would have liked to see Kun Lung. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Instead there were of... all these things coming out in, like, the week before this released where, uh, like, reviewers and stuff were given, like, the first six episodes in advance to sort of do, like, a preview of and everything like that. And they're like, you know, hey, you know, this show's kind of rocky. And, you know, well, maybe in the last half we see more of Kun Lung and we see shao or whatever the dragon's name is and like all these things where it's like oh you know what actually by you know finn jones has confirmed that we won't actually get to see the iron fist costume at any point finn jones has confirmed that we won't get to see the dragon at any point it's like (laughs) okay well uh you know that's what people are coming for like we even got to see the power man outfit and luke cage for christ's sake I figured out and it was cool the way they did it (laughs) yeah uh, i figured out here's how here's how you incorporate the iron fist uh, I was thinking about this actually earlier. Here's how you get the him him in the Iron Fist costume. Um, obviously, we're gonna get a Defender series, so he's gonna meet uh, Daredevil and Matt Murdock at some point, and they need to have a conversation where they're like, "You need an outfit," and then Danny Rand will go, "Well, I don't have one," and then you just have uh, Matt Murdock go, "Oh, I got my spare one lying around from season one, which was the black outfit, <laughs> that, right? That which was, was the ba- black version yeah, of the Iron Fist, basically the black version of the Iron Fist outfit. And then you you have Danny Rand wear that, and then go, I like it. It just needs more color. And then he, you know, you, you put him in the, the the green and yellow. So that that's how you do that. Where I thought they were going to do it because they did the Power Man thing as kind of a throwaway joke, which I really liked because you don't want to see Luke Cage dressing up like that at any point, right? No, not. (laughs) But you know, it's a it's a it's a nod to the fans, right? Yeah, it's it's very obvious that the campy um, comic book superhero costumes aren't going to work in these style of things, and it's nice to give it's nice to give the nods. Where I thought it would have been cool as a nod, and then you never ever have to show it again, is um, yeah. what they had that footage of like the Iron Fist from yes. like the fifties mm-hmm. beating up all those dudes on the border. Like, have him wearing the costume. You barely have to show it. Well, they sort of did. And it, it makes black, a bit, right? yeah, it yeah. makes a bit more sense for that for that time period and for that guy to be wearing it. And you know, you have some character make like a comment about like, wow, he looks like you know some sort of. Straight out of a kung fu movie, etc., <laughs> and then you never show it again, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm not disappointed about stuff like that. I mean, I just, I, I kind of disagree with KB because he's like, they give you everything you need to know about the character. But I like, there were like six different versions of Danny Rand in this season alone. Like, I have very little grasp on what sort of guy he's supposed to be. I, I don't, I don't see it that way. He was the same. All the way through, he's this naive monk trained, tip like he was a very stereotypical monk trained person. He's like, even in the board meeting, you saw it. It was, oh, we're gonna do this, and it's gonna be great. We're gonna sell the drug at cost, and then he goes yeah, to the I, he goes to the hand naive. tournament. He goes to the hand tournament and doesn't understand immediately yeah. that they're gonna double cross him. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, he's going to this tournament. They're gonna double cross him some way. Why doesn't he see that? And they do it immediately. It and you think the guy who is supposed to be the sworn enemy of the hand would at least know a little bit of how they operate. Yeah, I I, I, I have such a soft spot for that type of character too, right? Like I always like the aesthetic of monk sort of aesthetic, like, you know, Blast Airbender and stuff like that. 
Lord, and I, that really was, wanted, that... I really <laughs> wanted to like him based off the first couple episodes where he shows up and he is an altruist and he's all zen and has all these proverbs that he's spouting and parkours up the side of a building and and you know isn't hurting anyone so much as he's just getting them out of his way like i was really into that and then suddenly like two episodes later he's a revenge machine or he's having flashbacks so tra- traumatized that he's like his head is shaking and he's turning into like a malfunctioning robot or something. Like he's just all over the place. I, I don't know. I didn't feel any real consistency there, KB. I, don't, I, I mean, maybe you know the character better than I do and it's enough for you to kind of see what he's supposed to be. But I kind of got a lot of different things because he was all revenge driven towards the end and he didn't have that naivety anymore. And well, you got original... very much the beginning where he is like a 10 year old out of time. And then he, Grew up real fast. He got used to being a billionaire prick pretty quickly. Yeah. When that the, happened, because in the first two episodes, he didn't care about money. He only cared about family. And then suddenly he cared about money. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it was weird. Even the original, in the first like, six episodes. Sorry. The I original reason why he was supposed to leave Kunlung was for revenge. But this version was just like, oh, he was bored, so he left. Yeah, they never actually gave us. Yeah. That was one of my biggest pet peeves. They never actually gave us a goddamn reason. Why he left? He was long. bored. He yeah. was bored. He was standing there, standing oh. next to Davos, who yeah. I think it's hilarious that his name is Davos and uh, Finn played in Game of Thrones. Yeah, and so did Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just like, "Oh, you mean all I have to do is guard the pass?" Well, yeah, that's what we told you it was gonna be. Well, that's boring. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Like serious? For yeah. this valley that's only accessible by every what fifteen years, they say. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's in it's an indeterminate amount of time, but yeah. Here's okay. why this is the, like here's why the, the the writing for this is so bad. Under no circumstances would this version of Danny Rand be worthy of carrying the mantle of the Iron Fist. It, like there is oh. no way this version Absolutely of, not. Yeah. of Danny Rand would have had the discipline. And the foresight, and and just the, the 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 general, just awesomeness, to tame that to tame the 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 Shao dragon and become the goddamn Iron Fist. He just would not. He is indecisive. He is unsure of himself. He has no just like he has no discipline, and he can yeah. barely do half of the stuff. And and I I, I realize some of that was just so that, like. Because in the comic book, it's never like, oh, I've got to recharge my chi. He just, he's got the Iron Fist because he was worthy of, of honing the thing. Like, the dragon wouldn't go into him if he couldn't actually wield it. Because half the time, and I guess, like, I, I realize they want to do it for the sake of we, we have to have a show. Dramatic so, tension. <laughs> yeah, so there's dramatic tension. So there's, there's ways of, like, oh, I can't use the Iron Fist and stuff. But, like, whenever he's not been able to use the Iron Fist in the comic book... It's because one of the other guys he's been fighting is also a super disciplined magic ninja who knows how and to stole do it. stuff or stole it or whatever, right? And, yeah. and and knows how to do stuff to shut it down. Not, oh my god, I've been stabbed. Now I can't summon the Iron Fist. And it, it right. it's just bad. It's it's really <laughs> bad. This honestly, I'm not even joking. This is the this is the Batman gun wielding Zack Snyder Batman. Of Iron Fist, it really is. This was really a disgrace to the character, and and I I'm I'm really yeah. If if my uh, if my my take on it seems more tempered than yours, it's yeah. because I don't know the character. I think 
But this, uh, as, even just as far as writing and character development and, and plotting and having any idea what the hell is going on, I got very little idea of what was happening in this season. And on those bases alone, I didn't like it. Like, the, the thing you're saying is, you know, you don't think that this version of Danny Rand is capable of becoming the Iron Fist. And I agree. And they say it multiple times. I think in the third episode, he's basically explaining to Joy about how he wanted this job. And the only reason that he wanted it was because they said he wasn't worthy of it. And so he got it and then found that he never really wanted to begin with. So he's a petulant child from beginning to end. And people all the time are telling him, like Gao is telling him, Davos is telling him, you're a terrible Iron Fist. Like they're saying it for the entire season. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, but Iron Fist, and I'm the chosen one. Uh, Victory is all that is in my path or whatever his thing is towards the end that he says. And then, uh, you know, all I foresee in my future is total victory or something. (laughs) And then like, whoops, the very last scene that happens. Whoops, I guess I was a terrible Iron Fist and now everyone's dead. Come on. I don't think they're dead. I think they moved Kudlun somewhere else. Well, at least a few people were dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were the hand. Well, that's fair. But, I mean, I see it as they wanted to show an evolution of him starting out with the Iron Fist and evolving into yeah. this final form ninja type kung fu master Mm -hmm. but they present it in a way where they say oh he's the greatest he beat a dragon he is the iron fist the most powerful warrior in kunlun but he can only use it in one hand he doesn't know anything about it like what why yeah like that why haven't they showed him anything from the timeline that i was kind of gathering is that he became iron fist and was like guarding the pass for I'm guessing around six months and then got I'm bored lullaby like I, I think that the idea was that he was supposed to continue his training and didn't but you're right because that's never explained and they should have taken some cues from Batman Begins or Arrow season one and actually showed some flashbacks that show his training and show us how hard it is rather than having him tell us how hard it was. And then I guess I succeeded. I guess it was the best, but we have no way of knowing that other than him telling us. And as it turns out, it might've been a lie the whole time because he's not that great. Here, here's why I disagree with that, Miller. Um, hmm. I disagree with that because this is technically, th- this will go into the books as Iron Fist season one. Yeah. But this is technically form the defender season five, right? Yeah. With that said, we as the audience technically know more about the hand than the characters on screen, including the main character. And yeah, that, that was a weird disconnect too. And if that, Except maybe Claire. Yeah, and true. Claire might know this exact same as us. Claire and Gao, I think, were the best parts of this as connective tissue only. <laughs> I, I feel like Night Nurse has been the best character in almost every single Marvel Netflix. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yes. As part of that connective tissue, because I even like like the 15 minutes that uh, Carrie Ann Moss was on screen. <laughs> so in this scenario where we know as the audience what the bad guys are capable of, then just fucking get to it. Just have Danny Rand fighting them, for God's sake. We don't need to spin the web of, of figuring out what the hand is or what they're capable of or doing a weird, like, twist of, oh, they've infiltrated, which they already did with Hydra, because I jokingly called them Hydra. You said that uh, 
Colleen yeah. Wing was a member of Hydra earlier because it was the same goddamn plot twist of oh they're the hander are infiltrating and and you know they sent her here to to semi seduce uh, Danny Rand to get him to come to and join the hand and whatnot and it was just, the whole yeah. oh and that's god that, was that goes back to what I was saying before about how they went the super super safe route to like okay all of these storylines we've done in the past fit. Let's glue them all, or, or have worked. Let's glue them all together. No one knows this character. No one's going to care, but people do care. And they, they should have mm. known from how successful Iron Man was and how successful Daredevil was to know that people care. And if you write a good plot, and like Daredevil Season 1 is on a different level from masterpiece. Most, most, most other TV shows, like not just. Comic book shows, TV shows. Yeah, they've been chasing. Marvel Netflix has been chasing season one of Daredevil ever since. They have, been. absolutely, they have. And then, but they they're riding this gravy train of oh well, we'll just get to the defenders and everyone will be happy. No, mm-hmm. that's not how it's gonna happen. Like Ultron, I didn't finish Ultron. I stopped. Yeah, I was like, no, great. this isn't for me. I'm done. I don't need to watch this. I'll. They're gonna be fine. No one's gonna die. Nothing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Civil War when it comes out. And you're you're kick, you're shooting yourself in the foot by having writing this terrible. Like when you look at Luke Cage, characters great, music amazing, setting like the um, for, just stylistically fantastic. everything stylistically yeah, amazing. We, we, plot, we talked about this plot, too, where everything terrible. was great about Luke Cage except for except the plot. Except for the plot, <laughs> yeah. which is and pretty I mean, important. <laughs> A lot of people are ragging on the fight scenes in Iron Fist. We'll, we'll, he is yeah. supposed to be—he's supposed to be the greatest martial artist mm-hmm. alive. He shouldn't like these security guys. He should flick them and they should go away. Like I've got no problem yeah. with that. We'll, we'll get but when you write, depth, you yeah. write something. This like, it's like they're writing it for like I would expect to watch a plot like this for like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's this is this is not the way that i would expect something of the caliber show that they should be putting out like daredevil season one i'm, I'm glad at least that it seems like reviewers are taking it to task and mm-hmm. it seems like for the same reasons that we are because i feel like luke cage got higher praise than it probably deserved and i would like for this show to be maybe hopefully the wake-up call yeah couldn't that gets more. them back on track for the defenders and stuff like that. I yeah, couldn't agree more. I want to discuss this uh, this show in terms of uh, in three different uh, categories, and uh, I'll reveal them. Let's start with the first one. Story wise, how do you feel? Let's start with KB. How do you feel? Like we've discussed it a little bit, like, but let's just really hone in on on the whole story and plot of Iron Fist. What what did you feel plus, about it? The plus generic. It's mm-hmm. it's a generic plot. It's a hey, here's the hero. Here's um, a problem. Here's a slight twist that everyone and their mother saw coming. I was watching it with my wife. She saw it coming. She's like, "Oh, that guy's evil." Like, yeah, obviously he's evil. Like, okay. And then they just kind of walk along, and you get to the hand base, and Colleen is all, "Oh, it's you were the good hand." No, there's no good hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a nice little walk in the park with characters that you're kind of, eh, except for Night Nurse. And they expect to keep you keep you in hand with the, 
the letter from Luke from prison, the that phone nice call touch. to I like that. I, I it was a slap in the face. It was a slap really? in the face because oh, every oh, single God. as soon as they said the hand is involved, I'm like, pick up the phone and call Murdoch. Pick yeah. up the phone right away. Mm-hmm. But I understand they're not going to do that. I would rather just leave it out. I know they're there. Everyone else knows they're there. I don't need these little tidbits like, oh, she hired Jessica Jones to do these stupid things. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't. I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind I, it. It was, it was – it's a slap in the face because what they're doing is they're – this is garbage. But, hey, remember, Defenders is coming. Well, it's this right? cute little thing because they know that, hey, all these people are tangentially already related. It just is going to be the next season when they actually hang yeah, out but, together. It does. But, it does. You do bring up a good point, though, KB, that, that here, here's the thing. So we've got, like, the Defenders are going to be Iron Fist, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. In this version of the show, they know somebody, Claire Temple, and this is, you know, goes storytelling as to why. It, who it, has it, direct confrontation with the hand and knows people. how to fight them and knows yeah. what they do and knows people who can help in this particular <laughs> and they don't scenario. even give him a courtesy call to say hey. oh hey the hand I, is over here in new york in the other in the west end or the east yeah. end or wherever the like hell two they blocks are away he's two yeah two blocks away from hell's kitchen buddy and like if i yell loud enough he might <laughs> yeah like like luke cage is in prison okay can't call him get that Jessica Jones is is has probably passed out under her desk. Probably right passed out under her desk. <laughs> well, she's she's probably in jail right now yeah. because she killed Kilgrave. Maybe, probably not. But anyway. or she's in litigation or whatever. Yeah, but she's she and she wouldn't care. So you can't go get Jessica Jones. There is zero percent, like there is a zero re, like percent reason why they why Claire Temple wouldn't be like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pick up the phone and I'm gonna call Matt Murdock and and he's gonna be our backup in this. Because there is no reason they should have not called Matt Murdock and been like, hey, Matt, guess what? The hand is here, um, and we've got this guy with a, this other like martial arts guy. Would you mind helping him out? He seems like a pretty good dude. And he would be like, hell yeah. I'm like, already out the door. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm already out the door. And, and yeah, it, like the, the, the not having – like. Yeah, not having Daredevil show up in this. Like having Claire Temple there and then not having her go I, I think is an insult – to that character and i think it's an insult Absolutely. to rosario dawson who is is tremendous in that role i think it's an she's the saving great she's the saving grace of everything she's in so far yeah, you know what she... actually that is a great point and that the fact that they kind of throw it away with claire temple rolling her eyes and going here yeah. we go again wonk you know yeah. <laughs> i agree with you that is a slap in the face <laughs> so in, the dimensions in, are cute but it's not enough <laughs> in, in in summary plot it's a walk in the park. It's generic and garbage. Okay. Miller, anything to add, story-wise? Uh, yeah. Um, it's not very friendly to beginners is the most important thing I'll take yeah. away from it, and I am And it was beginner. supposed to be. This is not an origin story. This yeah. is season one and two put together with probably the most crucial parts of season one missing. Like, we don't get mm-hmm. his origin. We're told that he's the Iron Fist, and that's, and kind of given three sentences about how that happened. And that's really it. Like, we, we you know, I, I'm a big proponent in all things of show, don't tell. Like, there's no reason to have all these scenes where people are talking about what their motivations are. I would rather see that on the screen. 
and have it explained through backstory. Like it's it's a it's a simple formula, but to do the Batman begins, like here's the flashbacks, here's why Bruce Wayne is afraid of bats, here's how his parents died, here's how he became trained by the League of Assassins, mm-hmm. etc. And then, you know, in Arrow very much like, you know, here's Oliver Queen, he's back in town, but who the hell is he? Where has he been for five years? Well, here's a you know, a cut every episode to what he's been doing on his first year on the island, how he kinda got away from being this spoiled pretty boy. And, and and we don't get that here, and it seems like a huge loss because it's an origin story. I the think only time if... that Marvel hasn't told an origin story for a character that they've introduced, it's because they're not that critical to the stories that they're telling, which clearly Iron Fist is supposed to be because here's a 13-episode season that's entirely about him. Uh, or because it's Spider-Man, and everyone knows Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And even then, most of yeah. the time, they still do, you know, Uncle Ben died, and it's like, well, it's like well, Uncle I mean, Ben dying is the same as Batman's parents dying in the alley. We don't need to see it anymore. Sure. I think I, it could have been. If, if Black Panther had been in more than, like, 15 minutes of uh, Civil War, then we would have asked for it then, too, but we already know we're getting a Black Panther standalone. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, this was Iron Fist standalone. It was 13 goddamn hours long, and I still have a very tenuous grasp on who this character is supposed to be and that's a problem so that's my biggest issue with the writing of this series of this season i think if you're going to pick a direction either tell the backstory or don't i think they could have done something really cool and just not told the backstory and been like danny Danny, where have you been oh i'm the iron fist now what does that mean just start punching people yeah just start punching people and go nuts like why are you back don't worry about it and just have him do his own thing if they did something similar to what they did in Civil War with Spider-Man, where they have some mention in Daredevil Season 2, for example, where he's fighting the hand, and we they have some throwaway line about how, you know, this is like that monk who's been a pain in our ass for the last 16 months, and we, fight, we come into Iron Fist, and he's already established in New York, and he's already doing it, and he just keeps doing it. Like, we don't have a backstory. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, KB. If they, if they would have done an origin story, that would have been great. If they would have done... Uh, the continuing adventures of that would have been great, but they tried to do both and it was a mess. Yeah. I, I, I really think like Miller, I, I really think you gave it a really good tagline there by saying like, like, like if we, if we were putting this review on paper, I, I think he gave it a good tagline by saying it, it attempted to be an origin story. And, and, mm-hmm. and to it, like it, it attempted to explain itself or like it, or you said that it didn't, like, like you, you have basically you, you saw thirteen episodes of Iron Fist, and you still have a very base understanding of the character. But yeah, they like, tried, like for yeah, like they try for for a lot of people who are coming see. into Marvel movies, for example, they don't know who Doctor Strange is. But yeah. you know, why should they? They, you know, maybe seen the character in stores, or you know, they've heard the name Doctor Strange, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they don't know who the character is. You don't know who Stephen Strange is. They don't know his story. They don't know how he became a wizard or even that he is a wizard. And so they, you know, we have a, a movie. It's two hours long and it's his origin story. And, you know, for better or worse, now you know who that character is. And so when you throw him into something like, you know, Infinity War, you can be like, oh, okay, I have an idea of who that is now. <laughs> you know, but people might have known like Iron Man or Spider-Man coming into these. And, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. So... 
I, I for once I'm kind of the perfect example here because I don't have any idea who Iron Fist is. <laughs> like everything I know about him is that you, like what we've discussed on this podcast. My entire history of knowing who Iron Fist is is recorded on the crossover podcast. <laughs> like I didn't know he was Danny Rand until we found out that there was going to be a series taking place that starred him. Like I had no idea. And so going into it, I'm like, cool, I get to learn who this character is. All I know is that he's some sort of kung fu monk, which is my jam. And it wasn't my jam. (laughs) And I still, still, that's basically all I still know about. (laughs) They really could have taken a cue from season one of Arrow with this. Or Batman Begins, which is basically the same story. (laughs) Exactly. Just flashbacks to him in the monastery, sprinkle of... And what they should have done... Because, by the way, this is just, like... Luke Cage and Iron Fist were born in the 70s when the time of black exploitation and kung fu cinema were ruling the B movie, the, like the drive-ins and the B movie culture. So that's the way they, these two characters got born. Yep. Embrace that, like real, like, and I felt like they embraced that kind of like black exploitation culture. It was the Luke best Cage. part of Luke. They Cage. were, yeah, they were really scared to do that because mm-hmm. of all of the backlash they were getting from the Asian American community, and yeah. all of the backlash that Doctor Strange got for casting Tilda Swinton as, uh, yeah. which are horrible mistakes. But like, they really should have leaned into it. Fine, I mean, like, it's, it it's problematic. Like... I agree, but yeah. if it was a good show, they would be forgiven. I think. I, I mean, I would have. I don't know. I can't yeah. speak for everyone. You're never going to be 100% forgiven for that oh, kind of no, thing. Of yeah. And, of like, I, but, I, yeah, I'm not going to get into that thing because I've said my piece on, on I, I you know, I thought... I, we I had thought, a lengthy thought, discussion about it over yeah. text message and Twitter. Yeah, like I a thought... A long time I thought, ago. And, and I've said on this podcast, I thought they should have ca- cast someone who was, uh, you know, half Asian, Asian, whatever. When you, ha- when you have movies like The Raid... Yeah. and on back out yeah. come on yeah it, it yeah it makes no sense anyway like and and they, they could have done stuff like they could have done basic storytelling stuff like like bad guy of the week like each episode he's got like the hand tries to send like a new assassin with a different you know martial arts technique to fight him and, you know and and in, instead of like smushing into one that. episode yeah instead of doing it for like 30 <laughs> seconds in one episode and be like <laughs> And, and and it's like oh okay, that was the week. one time you got hype while watching it Pierce yeah, you texted the only me time. the only yeah, absolutely the only time and and even then the payoff wasn't that good um, I had yeah. no idea who that character was I saw someone experimenting with uh, syringes and spiders and I'm like is this the woman yeah. who made a radioactive spider but yeah like it, it, it would have been just that. like Spider Man's creator <laughs> yeah it just it would have been like you have him fight like okay so the Bride of Nine spider shows up in this it was the only the only good part and really one of the only few like called backs they had to the actual show um the thing about the bride of nine spiders is she's not when we meet the bride of nine spiders in the best iron fist run which is the immortal iron fist what happens is they have the 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 classic martial arts tournament where the the seven kingdoms of heaven open up and they all bring each one of them sends their champion and kunlun's champion is danny rand and one of the other seven cities i don't remember the names off the top of my dome is the Bride of Nine Spiders, and she's this, and the the character looked dead on, aside from the fact she was actually talking, because the Bride of Nine Spiders barely speaks, and is is just like this ice-cold, black widow ninja chick. But what they did with her was was fine, and she put on the costume, and and had the hair did up the way it is in the comics, so I thought that was cool. I was going to say, wouldn't it be cool if she barely talked? She would have been like Lady Deathstrike in X2, it would have been awesome. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, and... and she shows up, so she's one of the she's you know the champion and and can be you know a martial arts master. In this, she was just like some flunky of the hand who who 
who Danny Rand beat in in something. But like they could have easily done stuff like, okay, you know, like the Bride of Nine Spider shows up and the first time he's fighting her, she's beating him and the poisons are taken over. And then in the middle of the fight, Danny Rand has a flashback to the monks teaching him, you know, here's how you defeat the poison guys and whatnot, yeah. right? And and then and then he remembers his training and. Does and then just do stuff like that, and then have the guy who shows up who who fights with you know like here's what happens when you fight two on one and you got to do this right and it just it could have been like really basic kung fu stuff where just guys show up and instead we got like that and then I I mean I, I want to get into it later but I the, yeah let, we'll get into the martial arts later I I, I want to talk about something else there um the second thing I wanted to discuss because we discussed stories I want to talk about the performances. How did you feel about the performances in this? Let's start with Miller. <laughs> um, and, 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 let, let me give you. Let me give you. I'll give you a, I'll give, give you a second. Give me a prompt, too. please. Well, no, I'll start with Fa- start with Faramir. Start with Faramir. No, I'll give you. No, let's let's hold on. Let's stay away from David <laughs> Wyndham. I just want to say. I just want to say, Tom Pelfrey, who played Ward <laughs> was so fucking terrible in this show. I think he should have to give back every dime that he made off this show and send it to charity. He was absolutely up. atrocious. He was doing one note the entire time, and he was not pulling it off. And honestly, he's a disgrace to that haircut. And I think, honestly, I think he should have to give back every dime he made. I think he should donate every dime he made on this show to charity. And if Tom Pelfrey, if you're listening, you did not deserve the money you made for that show because you sucked you were awful in this show absolutely atrocious and sorry i said my piece on that and he got way too much goddamn screen time doing the same <laughs> fucking thing so irritating anytime he was on the screen i wanted him to fuck off he was terrible um finn jones just start with finn jones how'd you feel about finn jones miller <laughs> segueing off of that i don't know like i said i feel like he was all over the place and i couldn't get a bead on what he was supposed to be feeling at any time yeah. I, I don't know that, like, he wasn't over the top at all, because no. there was plenty of over the top. Mm-hmm. He was just there. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a great judge on what it makes a great actor or not, but it, it seems very much like he kind of rolled onto set one morning and tousled his hair and put on a costume and was like, what are my lines? Oh, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And did, you know, one take, you know. You know, hey, hey, kids, hey, hey, all right, done. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Krusty, we're just about to set the reel. Hey, where'd he go? <laughs> Here comes Sideshow Mel. Again, Sideshow side Mel. Mel. Uh, Finn Jones. Bada bing, bada boom, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Finn Jones wasn't great. He wasn't no. terrible. He wasn't noticeably terrible, but he wasn't great. Um, that's. He said, didn't get much to work with, yes, though. I mean, very good, very good point. I was, I was gonna say the exact same thing, and I agree. He, he, he. I don't know if it's his fault, but I mean, like, yeah. he plays a bit character on Game of Thrones, and other than that, I haven't seen him in anything else. I don't, can't speak for his acting chops at all. I, I feel I, like I, it's. There it was feels like a pretty big miscast. <laughs> there was two things with this. They're trying to grab some of the Game of Thrones fans, and he's trying to. Shoot up, shoot upwards, <laughs> to shoot upwards, because he's done a Game of Thrones now. Yeah. So he's looking for his next big break. He's looking to keep working, because half the people on Game of Thrones, they're done, and it's 
they're done, yeah, right? They're never going to really be in anything bigs again. When you're on Game of Thrones, you got to have your next gig booked because you win. Yep. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win that's, or you find another job. Yeah. That's true. That's true with most TV nowadays. Like mm-hmm. you don't get the Buffy the Vampire Slayers anymore that go ten seasons, the Stargates mm-hmm. that go ten seasons. You've got to have your chops ready to go for when you eventually get canceled by Fox after the first season. Mm-hmm. And so there's is... still a lot of that on TV, though. Let's be clear. Yeah. Nice. They're still like, hey, you know, Big Bang Theory gets yeah, renewed for seasons girls, 10 through 12. Yeah, two Broke Girls is about 10 or Well, that's, that's, or gar- that's garbage. Or that's the garbage lowest common denom TV. Yeah. And... Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to cast Jim Parsons as the Iron Fist. Yeah. Although. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you might as well have, Jesus. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Henwick was good. I, I, I thought she was good as Colleen Wing. Um, Dave Wynn. She was better, certainly. Yeah, Dave Wynnum was good as Harold Meacham. He was good. He was he, hammy, but was yeah. the right level of sinister. But got I, way I, I too don't. much screen time. And, yes. and, and this goes back to the opening line that KB had where the Meachams should have been a very bit part in this show, except for maybe Harold Meacham, but Joy and Ward Meacham definitely should have been very bit. And they got way too much fucking screen time. This is not you know karen page future whatever of daredevil who who you know is is you know so intricated into the daredevil plot line that you can give her tons of screen time and work her into the show these are the fucking meachams the meachams are in like one run of of iron fist and they've never been spoken of again so why they got so much goddamn screen time in lieu of not giving more kung fu scenes. I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. I'll, I'll say that you know Harold was the appropriate level of sinister for me, which is yeah. he, he kind of had that uh, Iron Man one Obadiah Stane sort of vibe for me, mm-hmm. where he's this businessman who's just you know he's a powerful dude and he's kind of overbearing, like he's he throws his weight around like that even in friendly situations to the point where you're like at any moment this dude's gonna like. You know, you're going to say something to upset him, and he's going to cave your fucking skull in. Mm-hmm. Like, that, as soon as they introduced him, I think, episode one, that, that dude Kyle, who was, like, his receptionist, I'm like, well, this yeah. dude's not living halfway through this season. Now, I guarantee that. Now, let me throw you guys a curveball. How mm-hmm. amazing would it have been? Yeah, if, if it was when... Kyle the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if when Ward goes up to the top of that, uh, that condo building, that instead of Harold Meacham, it was Kingpin. Yeah, what about I don't know. It, it, this <laughs> I would. I was. I knew. To... I knew. I knew it was gonna be his dad. Like it was super obvious. Again, hold mm-hmm. hand holding plot. You knew it was gonna be his dad. Mm-hmm. But how awesome would it have been if it would have been Kingpin? And how amazing could they have made that tie in? Yeah. With the defenders. Oh shit! It's Kingpin. Well, you know the hand's gonna be around the corner. Yeah, I, I, it would have been fun, but I, I don't know how you, you like. I don't trust the the, the people who who couldn't get a, who, a basic. Yeah, obviously, obviously, it probably would have been. Yeah, obviously, it would have been horrible because of the people writing. But yeah, yeah I think it kind of had to be Harold for the whole. The character only works if Danny instantly trusts him. <laughs> yeah, like, let me give you an indication of just how much, kind of like kind of basic writing and, and just needless stuff that they had in the show that, that they had in lieu of more Kung Fu, which we would have wanted. Like, I know Kung Fu, but you remember <laughs> the opening of like, I think it was like episode four or five where they did their, their absolute breaking bad opening where it had the, the 
the sexy pharmaceutical, like heroin pharmaceutical reps walking. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was so Breaking Bad, right? And there was one point where one of the pharmaceutical reps, we get a a hero shot of her taking off her wedding ring from her wedding finger and yeah. switching it to her middle finger, and then turning around and starting to deal drugs. And then we never saw that girl again. Why did we spend time lingering on, like, who the fuck was that for? Like, her taking her wedding ring off and switching it to her middle finger to be like, oh, I don't want these these heroin buyers to think that I'm a married woman as I, you know, do this Breaking Bad style. We're business ladies and pharmaceutical reps, but we're, and we're very professional and speaking, you know, incredibly, you know, dignified, but we're selling heroin <laughs> instead of just, you know, like whatever medical product like what the fuck was that for it's like they zoomed in and showed her switch with the rings of the finger like what the fuck was that like that's just well like shit i, that I think it was that. very much to establish the fact that like here's these sexy three females and you kind of want them to be flirty with the people that they're selling heroin to yeah. but that said what was that for exactly like i can answer your question but it only brings up further questions. And this, yeah. this is going to be a bit nitpicking too but for anyone who wears a wedding ring it doesn't fit on any other finger yeah like, you're not going to be able to take off your wedding ring and just pop it on you're like i'm gonna i'm trying right now it doesn't work it doesn't Especially go past the knuckle. middle finger i'll take it yeah, yeah the biggest finger, finger. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe yeah. slap it on the the index or the pinky like yeah. depending on the size of your fingers or even like switch hands but the middle finger that's not gonna work yeah not yeah that's uh, that's a that you're right. That is a bit too nitpicky, but still, I'm just like, what the fuck was that for? I I don't know. I don't get it. Well, even more. I mean, you want to get even more nitpicky? Just don't wear your ring in the first place. You know what you came yeah. there to do? Put it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, we're, we're like, this is how dumb this show is. Is that I'm sitting here going like, what the fuck was that for? And we've now spent like thirty, like at least a minute talking about like talking about some re- some chick yeah. you never see again's wedding ring. Yeah. yeah. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, what did you have to say about the performances, KB? I like I liked some of them. Mm. I mean, Finn Jones, he could have been there, he could have been not there. Jessica Henwick, I think she did a really good job. Um not any fault of hers, but Joy's out of left field all the time reactions to yeah. everything. Oh. She was one minute one Je- Jessica, she, I, I, she she did, didn't mind her. She did okay. As an actress, she did a good job before she was given. But she I mean, exactly. she's gonna poison. She's gonna poison him, and then she's gonna be like, yeah. "Oh, maybe I'll send him the M and M's." And why wouldn't you do that shit first? Yeah. It. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. They had her. Like again, it goes back to how bad the writing was. Like Jessica, I don't know if it was Strope or Strope or however you pronounce that name. She Stroop? was. She Stroop Strope whatever. She was probably the most solid performer out of this in terms of what they were asking her to do out of the she was game with the, yeah <laughs> she was game with the material they just had her all you're right kb they had her all over the fucking place with her character where it's like is she a bitch is she not a bitch and it was just like God, this was yeah. all in this was the all in episode reason. one this sort of leap from yeah. hey this guy showed up and says he might be danny we don't think that he is and is a problem for us if he is so ward strategy is i'm just gonna have him followed and then attacked for no good goddamn reason yeah. and, and joy's get... strategy is i'm gonna lure him into my office and then poison him <laughs> and have and him institutionalized the... against his will you get to the end of the series and she's teaming with the hand yeah, oh my god, what? I'm glad you brought what? that up. Did like well she was wasn't even the hand. She was sitting there with Davos too in the last episode. Did yeah, they well even yeah. Meet? 
Like they, like they didn't even meet throughout the show, and then they were just sitting there having the, their 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 uh, Batman, dark, you know, Dark Knight Rises tea party, and, and you know, yeah. What and the fuck it, was that? The, okay in the original, in the the, the, the original storyline, the hand kills her father, and she yeah. thinks it's the Iron Fist. Oh yeah. So she or she thinks it's Danny, so she wants to get back at him. And yeah. this, she knew who her father was nuts. Yeah. She knew he she knew he killed Danny's family. But yeah. she's just like, I don't care. And framed him because for of you, my dad heroin. died, and now I'm upset. And yeah. like, and she wasn't it, even there when her dad died the second time, so it, like, she doesn't even really know what happened. And then I realized it was it was only the only way it happened. It was because Davos has to become the Steel Serpent. Why they did? Yeah. Why we got? Okay, this is another thing. This is another thing. Why it was? <laughs> I like, didn't know this. <laughs> why it was? Well, <laughs> Davos Miller is his Lex Luthor. Davos the Steel Serpent. It, it, it's the classic martial arts thing of it came down to like like. Oh no, I, I got that impression that Davos was yeah. his Sasuke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly what it was. Or or they technically would have oh, stole that. Oh, Naruto reference. They technically would have stole that from from Iron Fist. Let's be clear. Uh, Iron Fist was oh, sure. twenty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it came down to Davos, and <laughs> it came down to Davos and Danny, and. Danny ended up winning, and Davos, the guy who trained Danny, is Davos's dad, who I think got a couple of shout-outs. Uh, the Thunderer. The Thunderer, yeah. The uh, Lei Kung, the Thunderer. I think he got a couple of... They name-dropped him a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of times. And they never really explained, like, the, the one episode... Because they did this... Again, this is another thing where they did this once and then never brought it back again to let you know how terrible this, this was, was there was that monk who kept showing up uh, yeah, like, in the tournament. In the he tournament. kept having visions of him. He kept having visions of him, and it was like, is this supposed to be like the manifestation of Shao Lao the dragon? Is this supposed to be Kunlun the Thunderer? Or, or sorry, Lei Kung the Thunderer? We don't know, and it was never explained, and they never brought it back. It serviced for that one episode, and, and, and it was gone. Just to let you know, like, how continually badly written this show. And I kind of like that. Like the tournament scenes I liked. Yeah. I thought that they were rushed, but I liked them fu. because they had the, because it was kung fu yeah. and it introduced like here's you know Iron Fist fighting this rogues gallery basically. Like it's what I wanted out of a comic book series yes. and it was like half of one episode. Yes, and they never paid off any of it, right? And it, oh god, it was bad. So anyway, Davos is one of like the steel, the steel serpent Miller, I gotta tell you, is is one of the best because like Iron Fist is really good. One of the best villains that Marvel has in a a and we've already is that a low bar though. <laughs> it's a very low bar, but he's one of the best guys they got to not use him and be in favor of and give more screen time to the Meachams and corporate espionage and then have Ramon Rodriguez show up for the final three episodes as Bakuto, a D level daredevil villain. And say that he's a a leader of the hand, and he's the bad guy all of a sudden. They never knew who the bad guy was in this show, and that was one of the main. They they couldn't stick to anything, and that's one of the reasons why Daredevil is a fucking masterpiece. Because it like it's so structured in the way he has to climb the tower of the bad guys to get to the kingpin. They could have yeah, done because that in even this before they revealed the kingpin, you know that there's some secret kingpin. Yes. <laughs> That, like, no one knows him and no one sees him, but they everyone sort of knows of him. And there's this Wesley guy that represents him. And, yeah, so like, had, that that was cool. And this, I'm like, is it Meacham? Is it Gao? Is it Bokuto? Is it, is yeah. it fucking Ward? I have no idea. Yeah, they just... They fell into that oh. DC trap of trying to do seven storylines in one season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do one or two, 
and that's good enough. You can kind allude of, to people. It's, it's one of those things that you can do, like, in, like, Arrow, for example. You have these mini arcs where it's, like, here's two or three episodes where they're taking on uh, Brick, whatever his name is, you know. And he's sort of, like, this minor villain, but he represents a big threat for those few episodes as part of an overall season. And that's what uh, I liked about the Flash first couple seasons is they have the villain of the day, and then they also have the underlying... Um, yeah. Like the yeah, and, and they have the villain of the day, and they even have recurring villains, because even in the first season of Flash, I think there's like three or four episodes with Snart. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, cool, because you like Snart, because Snart's a likable character. And they do those, those shows are also twice as long, they gotta do twice, they gotta do twice as many hours a season, too, right? Like, like they, yeah. like, yeah. They, these guys get 13 and out, and, and shows like Luke Cage only needed to be nine right like they could have bucked like luke cage would have been a great jessica show. jones could have been five yeah uh, well, as much as it would hurt her, the yeah, structure of uh recording this podcast i ultimately i think that these shows would be better if we didn't binge them <laughs> well no i disagree no, I, absolutely I, now, not i've yeah i've gone on record saying daredevil season one is so beautiful you can binge watch that and it's perfect Jessica Jones, I've gone on record saying I think it would have been better in syndication. I think it would have been like I like I'm like KB is a harsher critic of Jessica Jones than I am. Uh, oh, by the way, Jessica Jones also they uh, still hold the title belt for uh, opening credit scenes as far as the yes, Netflix yes, series goes. They still have this the one, title this belt. I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about opening credit scenes in a bit, but yeah, let's go get ahead. back to that. <laughs> yeah, and and just well, Jessica Jones, I I, I felt would have watched a little better in syndication, but was still binge worthy. I don't think anything would have saved this Iron Fist. So I think I think it was just Luke Cage. The big thing was they needed to keep Marsha Shala Ali as the bad guy the whole way through and cut like three, four episodes to make it shorter. That would have really helped Luke Cage. Uh, Daredevil season two really just like don't do the hand because the hand are awful. Like the the magic bloodthirsty ninjas and Elektra's an awful character. Whatever. I mean, don't don't do Daredevil season two. I would would have been my thing. Do do Punisher season one. I and wanted to ask about guy. that, Pierce, actually, because I I know from Daredevil season two that you're just not a fan of the hand at all, no, and they seem to be taking the focus for you know they're that be, and now this and then the now thing, Defenders. Yeah, they're gonna be the thing. It's gonna be some combination of the hand and Wilson Fisk that the Defenders have to beat. It seems like. It, it, yeah, with Sigourney Weaver as an unknown villain. <laughs> oh, that could be fun. All right. Uh, I thought so. I thought yeah. that was fun. He <laughs> loves me some Sigourney Just, Hopefully they give her some I better can't. writing. As as a child of the 90s, I just I, it hurts me to see Kingpin without Spider-Man. It really does. Yeah, but I like, want I want Spider-Man there. I love the dynamic between Spider-Man and Daredevil. I love it so much, but, but I know we're not going to yeah, get it. No. Kingpin it, like debuted in Daredevil before Spider-Man though. And even then like as beloved as those 90s Spider-Man shows were, the Kingpin in that was really there to just go, uh, like to be Doctor Claw, right, and be like, "I'll get you next time, Spider Man," <laughs> right? Like, like that was basically what he was there to do. Um, do you want? Yeah, you want to talk before we get to the third thing? You want to talk about? You said you want to say something about the openings. Okay, opening but, credits. Yes. Opening credits are garbage. Yes. <laughs> look at look at two of the greatest martial arts shows in our time: Samurai Jack. Yes. And Avatar: Which The Last Jack, Airbender. By the way. I it, I'm I know it looks amazing. Yeah, first episode was fantastic. Every single oh, you can you can start anywhere in any of those shows and you know exactly what's going on. You don't mm-hmm. need any backstory. You don't need any explaining. Mm-hmm. It t- why why do you have this little artsy bullshit thing at the start? Why? 
Well, all you have to do, all you have to animatic. Yeah. For just a just a toot your own horn. Oh, we did this. This person did this. I don't care. I don't read that. I don't need that. If you're gonna do an opening credits or an opening whatever, give it some substance. Tell me something. I don't want to just see some dude flip around Street Fighter style, which is total. If you've played any of the recent Street Fighter games, it's just a complete rip from that. Yeah. Do do the Samurai Jack thing or the Avatar thing. Explain what's going on. So if I don't want to binge the series and I come back and go, what's going on again? Oh, yeah, this dude's the Iron Fist. He's beating up the hand. Sweet. This is yep. garbage of melting <laughs> cities or friggin' <laughs> some dude spinning around with ink on his foot. It's stupid. It's a statue being made out of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is blood. Come on. <laughs> So where, the Jerry Level One is still my least favorite. Yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna say Miller. Where did? Because like the the ranking <laughs> right the ranking right now because we we only have four. Um, Jessica Jones easily has still maintains the title belt. The 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 yeah. the, the, the purple pastel colors, the film noir slow piano bar type, you, you know, detective piano entrant and like just. It, it looks like an impressionist painting. It yeah, really it, speaks to oh, me. Oh yeah, and and it just well, just like it just the film noir piano thing. Like I've said it like three times now. It's just it, it's so it fits the mood. Setting the theme show. for what that the best part yes, of that show. Absolutely, is. absolutely. Um, and then Luke Cage's was 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 good too. Just not nearly as good as the uh, like it had some yeah, like, it had well, some nice yeah, it's in the yellow. And then Daredevil. Just a good zone, and then a long gap, and then Luke Cage, and then yeah, and then Iron Fist, and then Daredevil. Yeah, I think I think I have I think I have the <laughs> the exact same ranking as you. Daredevil, I think is because Daredevil's like the the music in Daredevil's is is also just. Well, Daredevil bad. looks like a tech demo for like Maya 3D. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like we have one color, we don't have any textures. Here I we was. Go. <laughs> I was so pumped for what the music was going to be like in Iron Fist when they came out with So Fresh, So Clean, and it was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this is going gonna to be a throwback to the early 2000s, the late 90s, they're going to have yeah, some great music. Maybe, they maybe played like, what, love this. Yeah. Two, two songs from that era, maybe? Yeah, and they, there were some rumors that like the RZA was going to come out and do the do some of the beats and stuff for this. The RZA ah. was one of the like, executive producers on this show. Oh man, well that must have been, like I hope that was one of those like kiss-off producer credits. That's where they they, uh, like had, they were like, hey, Rizzo, pick a couple of tracks for us. And then they... I, yeah, I, I hope so, right? because we can expect more from the Rizzo. Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah. Like, if it, I, yeah, if he if he did more on this, it would have been at least somewhat This show was after Absolutely right, Because, like, they did the thing... The, the, there was this thing where it was like, oh, an interest Because, like, his hairstyle was very, like... The whole thing was that he was removed from society for 15 years and timeline wise he he left in 2002 so he still had this old ipod from 2002 his style because he had the 2002 justin timberlake boy band like pearl yeah. frosted and tips frosted Robin tips. <laughs> yeah so he had the the boy band justin timberlake so everything his style and his music was all stuck in 2002 and that could have been something that they used to elevate this show and they just never did. They did it once. They opened up the show was so fresh and so clean. And then ten episodes later, they're heading to China. And I say quote unquote China because they had one set piece that was clearly not <laughs> fucking China. That was just fucking. <laughs> that was fucking embarrassing. So and, okay, so yeah, China by way of Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. It was. Right, because it's like yeah. there's a parking lot next to a warehouse next yeah, to a river. It's like, this of, might be Jersey. And we've got a couple of Chinese people. That was that was the most racist shit that they did in that show. Like if I was Asian, <laughs> I would have been offended by that nonsense. And like, 
you know, while they were on the plane to, again, quote, China, uh, she, like, looks through the uh, – or Claire Temple looks through the thing, and she's like, oh, like, big pun and outcast. You must have been pretty gangster 10-year-old or something like that. And it was just like, man, they – like, so much was in the back of people's minds in this show. Not enough was in the forefront to bring yeah. out a good television show. Like, they could have done Jesus. such – the second uh, Beyonce reference in one year in the MCU in this yeah. show. Because <laughs> I also reference Beyonce in Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the third thing, the third concept I wanted to discuss. And this is going to be a big one, and I'm going to lead right into KB. The martial arts sequences in this show. You can start wherever you'd like with whatever opinion you have. Go. I'm gonna start with my favorite fight was the drunken fist fight. Absolutely, in China. and I would go. I so love far. the yeah. drunken fist I so much. I to say for this segment. I would go so far. <laughs> I would go so far as to say the one good martial arts sequence was the was the drunken fist sequence. And I'm like, I I saw him sitting there, and I'm like, drunken fist. As soon as I saw him, drunken fist is gonna be so awesome. And he look how many he's holding one of those gourd jugs. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he he started off great. But then they were like, huh, he, Danny's got to beat him. So let's just have him beat him. I'm like, ah, but he could have went, he could have taken it a bit further. Like, mm-hmm. oh, remember back to, again, this goes back to what we've been talking about before. You could have went back to the, the training in Kunlung. Oh, you're going to see him many different fighting styles when you go out and protect the whatever. Yeah, and exactly. here's, they have the one drunken fist guy in the town come and Danny thinks, oh, you're an idiot. You're all drunk. I'm going to beat you easy. And he gets his ass handed to him. Mm-hmm. That like they could have done something with that. Um, I was the assassin fights, like, what would your master say if he saw you drinking like this? Oh, he insists <laughs> on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the assassin tournament fights. I wrote actually a Facebook post about it. It was the most generic martial arts tournament fights. Mm-hmm. Like that felt back, very street fight. You, like, go, hey, you, go, <laughs> you go back to blood sport. You go back to any other martial arts tournament movie. The first fight is the generic fighter dude. He's it's a really easy fight. Maybe something small happens, whatever. You get to the next fight, it's the trickster. Not a straightforward person. They trick you into doing something. They walk the edge of the line of what's legal in the tournament or whatever. And they got to figure, once their trick is figured out, oh, it's really easy to beat them. Then you get to the final. The final is usually either the rival or the master, which is the, mm-hmm. the most powerful, which was the weapons dude, which was kind of a chump. Yeah. He didn't really. He didn't really He's like, what's pose... the difference? Why was he the third level, right? Yeah, right like, there, why right? was yeah. he the third, like... Yeah, I don't would... know if it was just the way that they characterized that guy, but I at no point was like, oh, he's going to kick Danny's ass. <laughs> Although, when they were doing the intros of those guys and he was singing Take On Me by AHA and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great scene. Murder people, that was... That, that... I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> like, that was fun. And, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, oh, this guy's, a, you know, he's a killer. He's cool. But then, like, when he's when you actually see him and he's, like, you know, talking about weapons and Danny's like, I am the weapon. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's, then, you know, that's a cool line to say when you're the Iron Fist and you're having all these, like, visions of your mentor telling you that you're a living weapon. Like, yeah. th- that was cool, but I didn't feel at any point like that was a threatening fight. And then we get to... I would say the generic security guard fights where I understand that they're trying it's they're trying to do kung fu and they're trying to do you know make it a martial arts show but these guys aren't martial artists 
there's no way that they should be lasting as long as they are. There's no way that they should be able to front kick Danny Rand. And it it just kind of, it kind of felt like a again another slap in the face. Like really, Danny Rand's getting front kicked by this dude who looks like he grew up in the south side of Brooklyn and hasn't been in a dojo ever. Oh, is this like the the fight with the dude who was like burning the records in the hospital storage room? <laughs> yeah. Any anyone? Yeah, that guy. And then you've got the original fight with Shannon, and I think that was his name. The, yeah, the security, security guards from yeah. Rand. Yeah. A small side note: How come the security guards in my company aren't friggin' green berets, people yeah. that'll just like at a moment's notice kill someone for the ceo like come yeah. on fred smith where you at bro yeah. well you might if your ceo ceo was uh harold meacham yeah, yeah. <laughs> who literally works for the hand and then was there any other like the bakuto fight any fight with colleen was pretty good what about the cage but fight? again How'd you feel about the cage fight scenes <sighs> uh, it was cool that she wore the the because in, in the comic, yeah, the outfit, the yeah, outfit, it, it, the yeah, white she outfit. Wore the white outfit. Yeah, that was good. Because in the in the white out, or in Miller in the comics, uh, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight are, you know, they they have their own like tag team duo and their own series run. The daughters of the dragon. And they call themselves the daughters of the dragon. So when she said, I, I figured dragon, that was, was something. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was a good uh, call. Cage fights again. I get that they're they were just lead up and like stepping stones right mm-hmm. they wanted to show you exactly how strong the colleen wing character was and like oh these dudes are huge but anyone who's watched any martial arts thing ever knows that the big dude isn't gonna win it's mm-hmm. like he's all Unless big and buff and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's one of those things where I it's think, like think, yeah they, I, think they aria, necessarily... I think aria has something to say about that but we'll leave that for another pod yeah. Well, um, there's always the thing when you're fighting the, the big guy in like these martial arts or like or even these Marvel movies where it's like, yeah, you might have all the technique and training in the world, but they'd have sort of an advantage just because they're that much bigger. Uh, and there was that bit where Colleen was fighting the first dude and she like goes to like elbow him in the chest and he just stands there and takes it and then like backhands her into the cage. Yeah. And it's I, like, I yeah, like... okay, so yeah, eventually you're going to wear him down and kick his ass. Like, that was the whole Oberyn versus the Mountain thing, right? Like, I don't have to beat him. He, he can never hit me. Yeah, I don't... How many times I, do I, I got to tell you you're banned for making Oberyn versus the Mountain? <laughs> we don't bring up that scene on this <laughs> podcast. It is, it is, it, is, it never happened. <laughs> I sentence you to freedom! <laughs> Simply the best! I think being... Being the martial arts buff I am and have watching the amount of UFC that I have, seeing her do jujitsu moves incorrectly kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, like, there was a point like where a... she had one of the guys in the arm bar and she like didn't have it locked in and he was yeah. like, oh, I'm like, dude, you could just roll to your left and you'd be fine. Yeah, and she went for like this weird version of it kind of it kind of looked like but wasn't exactly the Peruvian necktie sort of a thing. Where, the Uma Plata? Is that what it was? Oh yeah, it, yeah. Where or, she had his arm, she had his arm kind of between her legs, and she was stepping around. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's the one. that's the Uma Plata. Yeah, okay. And there was another one. Where it's she a had, version like, of the Kimura, but with your Kimura. legs. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's called the Kimura, where she had like the Kimura. Yeah, the Kimura is when you grab with your arms and mm-hmm. you kind of snap their arm back. Oh, okay. The Uma Plata is where you take <clears> your legs and do that and kind of step around them. It's really painful <laughs> yeah, oh, i would imagine so it certainly doesn't look like it's a picnic yeah and i mean that that was a great that was a great fight where she's using jujitsu which is 
and like karate type stuff where you use the person against themselves. Mm-hmm. But she did it wrong and it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't notice these things because I don't know this stuff. But if I can take on the only couple points about the martial arts that I have to add, uh, my uh, awards for the most Dragon Ball Z and the most Naruto fight moments <laughs> that happened. <laughs> The most Dragon Ball Z thing that happened is in the uh, fight against the Bride of Spiders when Daniel Ryan flexes every muscle in his body and fires needles out of himself. Yeah, but it didn't didn't take... enough to break lights and stuff. It didn't take two episodes, though. That's not Dragon Ball Z. Oh, no, it just feels like... (laughs) Flex everything. (laughs) Just fire all these needles out. What the was most Naruto moment was when uh, Bokuto broke Colleen's sword and then she jumped, like, spun kick it into his own leg. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, <laughs> like, that bad. Yeah. Dude, yeah, no, I'll do a lot of... I'll, and that I'll... was very, like, quintessential. Oh, yeah, no, that's, say, that's... I am your student. We will fight in the rain with swords. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's carbon was... copy when Sasuke does that. I remember that. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> And like it's was... very much like I have a I have a kunai and I'm gonna you know fire with my foot for somehow. <laughs> Wait, the... he uses his chakra to hold it. Duh. Well, yeah, well, Colleen can't do that <laughs> shit. That's what I'm saying. It's she does though. She does. That's... She gets. She gets the mind meld, man. If they would have done that, that would have been sweet. Okay, so so I so it was an Easter egg the whole time when I'm reading too much. Into... Well, I don't know that, KB, okay? Right, it's, yeah, okay. it's still not still not good. But, like, it, it also rained. Like, just was still an indi- an indi- Oh, yeah, it was terrible. It gave you an indication of how, you know, little they, they, they cared for shit like continuity. It rained at convenient moments, Miller, like you brought, you brought that up. Because there was the scene where, like, Davos and uh, Danny Rand are having, like, a ten-minute conversation in the car where he's just like, why did you leave Kunlun? And, and, you know, he never really gives him a good reason. And it's not raining whatsoever in the car. And then he sees Colleen Wing escaping from the the hand cult facility, yeah. and he he runs after her, and all of a sudden he gets up to her, and it's in a torrential downpour, <laughs> so that they can have this like, and it's just so they can have this lame like embrace in the rain, and you know same thing. They're chasing Bokuto through the streets of New York, and then it's not raining, and all of a sudden they enter this underpass, which looked like the same underpass that. Uh, I'm not sure if it was. It looked like the same underpass from Home Alone when he ran it away. It is, yeah. It's Central Park. It's absolutely... That's what it was? It was Central Park? Okay, awesome. Yeah. So they run through Which that... is fun because it's like, hey, run to Central Park, the most deserted it's ever been. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, when, like in, a world, you... in a world where Pokemon Go exists and that is the best place to catch Pokemon, you know there's going to be a ton of people there. Yeah, like just so non... Yeah, there's so... That brings up the whole other thing is there's nobody in Central Park at the, at, you know, whatever day in New York. At any time. <laughs> never true. It's the fucking city that never sleeps, for God's sake. And they go under the one side of the tunnel, and it's not raining, come out the other side for the martial arts fight, or for the sword fight, torrential downpour, right? Like, just, they, God, they never got it. This was such a bad show. This was <laughs> such a bad show. And they did the Highlander thing for no reason with... David Wynnum and then never paid it off with him getting his head cut the fuck off like like they go oh the only way to kill him or to stop him from coming back from the dead is to chop his head off and I'm like okay so now you've ripped off Naruto you've ripped off and, and not in a good way right like you haven't taken the best parts of the shows and now you've ripped off Highlander and you're expecting David Wynnum to get his hair to get his head chopped off at some point and they don't they just throw him in like a, a the fucking yeah. cremation box or Beecham hits him with a Chinese broadsword there can be only one yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it should have been right like, he gets hit um, by lightning 
<laughs> God, so bad, so bad. And just like, so here's what I have to say about about the martial arts scenes. It is the year 2017. It is absolutely, unforgivably, inex fucking excusable to be able to point out the scenes and have noticeable moments where it stunt is <laughs> a fucking stunt double. It is absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. If we played a drinking game, if, if the three of us picked any random three episodes of Iron Fist and then said, okay, we're going to do a shot every time we see a stunt double, the three of us would fucking die. Okay? It is, it, like, take the three, two extra months a, to rewrite your fucking show because, and, and <laughs> cut out all the scenes with the Meachums because you need a rewrite on this season. And give fucking Finn Jones two months in a warehouse somewhere to train him to do the goddamn fight scenes or at least do it for the fucking close-ups. It is 2017. Pull a, it is pull a Keanu, fucking skewed. Pull a Keanu John Wick. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it, thank you. Thank you, KB. In a world where John Wick exists, in a world where we're apparently getting a Matrix reboot, exists no it, it just it, it i said it before and i will say it again it is in x fucking excusable to see the stunt doubles as many times as we did throughout this series and it's a fucking supposed it to be a harkens all the way back to the era too yeah. right because like get get fucking what's his name on back get get anyone from tony that Jones. era yeah. of yeah tony jaw sorry i was gonna say jaw rule i'm like that ain't right yeah. close um, enough <laughs> murder i think, right. think jaw rule would have done a better job fuck you know what monica <laughs> murder <laughs> no but i mean like even hearkening back to like that era of like kung fu movie where you know you think bruce lee had a stunt double you think like jackie chan famously never uses stunt doubles jackie chan was one of the like stunt guys in fucking enter the dragon for god's sake like that's how yeah he, that was that's that was that's one of my favorite jackie chan stories is where bruce lee accidentally like punched the shit out of him once and like <laughs> that's yeah. how they became friends yeah I think my favorite Jackie Chan story is where he broke his foot and then they just kind of colored the cast like his shoe when he finished the movie. Yeah, yeah story as well. God. Yeah, Jackie Chan movies are always like, hey, it's the credits. So here's 15 minutes of him like failing stunts and hitting his dick on a ladder or something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the best one is from, what is it, First Strike when he does the ladder jump through and then some dude pokes him in the face by accident with a... Yeah. With, with the staff, and then it cuts, and he turns, and he's got his nose bandaged up and gives a thumbs up to the... Big smile. <laughs> yeah, fuck, Jackie Chan is awesome. Like, yeah, fucking shell out the whatever goddamn money you, you spent on Tom Pelfrey to fucking embarrass himself in this goddamn series with his one stupid fucking face he kept making, and, and I don't know, maybe get somebody with some goddamn martial arts background to teach Finn Jones. Bring in fucking Jackie Chan for all I care. But just take the time to teach Finn Jones how to do a couple of moves. Like they did that in fucking. They at least did it in the Batman movies, right? Like like Affleck, because Affleck got fucking jacked for that show, right? He was being being the CrossFit bro, and even Christian Bale, right? Like they taught him how to fight, movie fight, but you know how to fight so that when they did close-ups, it didn't look. We see enough scenes of Finn Jones with his shirt off, and he looks skinnier than me in some scenes. Oh yeah, he he. But like that's fine because like. Uh, Danny Rand's not supposed to be a juice pig, especially the way they jaw they they. Sure, but I mean, like he didn't even spelled, look like right? Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but 
but well, neither was friggin' like like Bruce Lee was honestly only what like a buck twenty soaking wet. Like he was not a big he was not a big. Oh, dude, yeah, but he was just fair. like zero percent body fat and would just fuck you up, right? Like mm-hmm. just man, there, there's just like I said earlier, there's just so much in the back of people's minds and and nothing in the forefront, and it was just just a bad show, just a terrible show. Ugh. Well, I, that that's it for me. I've I've I've, I've ranted on Iron Fist long enough. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I have much else to yeah. say. Yeah, hey, KB, you got anything to add? Like any, uh... any, any, any just any just like any scenes or anything? Well, let's do this actually. Let's let's talk about let, let's go off the top of your dome piece, KB. What was your favorite scene and what was your least favorite scene? I liked most scenes with Colleen when. Um, Danny wasn't there. Again, the Drunken Fist scene yeah. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All the Madame Gao stuff is kind of cool with her. Yeah. She's kind of like underhanded, and she's like, I'm, I haven't lied to you at all, ever. And yeah, she was. They, they gave her all, all of when she the, can the, continue to stick around. Actually, yeah, she's very, rad as hell. <laughs> the very rare moments of good writing that appeared in this show all seem to center around. Wayho or however you pronounce her name and and the Madame Gao character the rare moments of good writing in this show and um, yeah I always I came back to every time they brought up the hand mm. especially Bakudo's hand I was I was thinking that's the foot and it it, it it made me laugh every single time because he's taking yeah. in the street kids and yeah, I'm like, that's, that's exactly what it was. It was it's, the nineteen eighty eight. It was the eighty eight eighty nine. Just waiting for him to put on the helmet and become the shredder. <laughs> the shredder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was the speech the shredder gave? Your parents abandoned you. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it was. You are, we are your new now. family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your family is here now. <laughs> You were just waiting for Casey Jones to show up. Just <laughs> like, the shit out Oops. Of him. Oh my Elias god. Cody is. Kevin yeah. Miller. Again. Uh, sorry, go ahead. We, we yeah, we we talked about it. Claire Temple, Rosario Dawson was great. Yeah. Uh Madame Gao, good. Colleen Wing scenes were good. I didn't mind the Davos character. I, no, I he was wish they would have brought just, him I, I wish they would have brought him in earlier. Yes, agreed. I, I'm glad I that I kind of got the right vibe from him, actually, um, because I didn't know that he was this other rival type character, and I was very, I was getting like a Doctor Strange, Baron Mordo vibe from him, yeah, they, that's and it, exactly it seems very much on point. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Whereas they they outsmarted themselves is the thing. Like they've outsmarted them. Marvel with this whole MCU thing, they're outsmarting themselves a little bit. Instead of just using their fucking bad guys, they're they're going out of their way to try to give you these weird twists and the very good point Miller brought it up with Baron Mordo being on the side of of uh Doctor Strange in the movie instead of being his you know mortal friggin enemy and then they just used Mads Mikkelsen basically as Baron Mordo's character and it was and it was just so they could be like who's he playing right or who's Mads Mikkelsen playing and they did the same thing here where it's instead of just having an awesome Davos the Seal Serpent being the rival martial artist with the classic yin yang martial arts, you know, like one guy goes one way, one guy takes the path of righteousness, the other guy Two takes the path of, of, the of the evil. Exactly, exactly. Just all that. Instead of just doing that basic, awesome kung fu story storytelling, they very they, poetic, they very ancient. <laughs> yes. Instead of doing that, we spent times with the fucking Meachams. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Unbelievable. Yeah, we need to attack on another oh. couple boardroom meetings. Yeah. 
Fuck beans, man. Well, that was calling it too because like uh, Davos only showed up in the last few episodes, right? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and there's all these, there's all these like, oh, me and my friend Davos used to do this back in Cullen. I'm like, okay, well, we'll never see it. Also, who the fuck is Davos? Like, it'd be, it'd be yeah. cool to see this guy. Like, you know, kudos yeah. to them for actually putting him in. If they just, honestly, if they just did Daredevil season one, and and I, I know I've spent a lot of time ragging on stuff like I'm gonna sound like a bit of a hypocrite here because I've spent a lot of time ragging on Force Awakens for doing a New Hope beat for beat. But honestly, if Iron Fist just did Daredevil Season 1 beat for beat where he's climbing the ladder, bad guy of the week-ish, each week he's fighting a guy with a different martial arts technique and has to come up with a different way to beat him, and at the end he works his way up the bad guy ladder to fight Davos the Steel Serpent. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, the TV yeah, series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, like, infinitely better of television show it would have been. And, and Yeah, uh, and then that's sort of like, does Daredevil even follow that sort of, uh, like, Batman Begins sort of vibe? Because we often had flashbacks to Matt Murdock as a kid, interacting with his dad, interacting with yep. Stick, and kind of going through his training. Like, we got that. We got the backstory that we didn't get here. <laughs> there was one scene that spoke to me where Harold Meacham's talking to his son, and he's like, we need to see if this is actually Dan Rand, and Ward's like, he's dead, and I'm thinking, you know your dad just came back to life. Like, yeah. And and Harold's like, uh, weirder things have happened. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You had a giant wormhole in the sky not too long ago, yeah. and you're just like, oh, and you don't by the think way, that... I died. Oh, you yeah. think you have trouble? You think you have problems because you run this company? Well, well I died. died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm trapped in my penthouse with everything I love. It's the oh. worst. Oh, my glass prison. Oh, you got a little heroin problem? Well, I died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man. Oh, Kevin Miller. Can, favorite, can favorite. I tell you? Can I tell you just one thing quickly Absolutely. that I thought about Davos? <laughs> yeah, go for it. But the first thing we saw of him, like we kept hearing stories about him. First time he was actually on screen, he basically like Assaulted kidnapped a, a dude in a yeah. in a food truck exactly. and like made a ninja star and like threw it into the door and everything like that in a tinfoil. I'm like, holy fuck! The hand hired uh, bullseye. This is fucking bullseye. <laughs> oh yeah! Fuck, I didn't even think of that. Because at the same I'm like, time, that would be like, rad as hell if the hand hired Bullseye as an assassin. Like, <laughs> yeah, what it's something that, that would make more sense in like Daredevil, as far as I know. But you know, that's who I thought that was because he was throwing ninja stars and he was making out a tinfoil. <laughs> wow, good pull, Muller. Good pull. I didn't a even big, think of that. Yeah. A, a big problem we didn't talk about too is they talk about the hand a lot. We didn't see any hand ninjas. Yeah, there were no red. You didn't see a single one. one. Yeah. They were either the kids. Were, or those right. assassins they decided. We didn't see a single real hand ninja except maybe in the scene where uh, like maybe Harold kills kills the Yakuza guy. That's it. Yeah. Like, so was there the scene with um uh, where Colleen in, in the, the quote unquote China scene where she's fighting the chick with the Chinese broadsword? Yeah, that was that was actually a, a decent. Honestly, that fake Chinese China set was pr- probably produced the best fight scenes in in the. <laughs> Like wire to wire fight scenes in the in the series. Yep. You can't call, All in you can't call you can't call that those people there hand ninjas though. They weren't ninjas. No. They were standing there. In the, they were standing there out in the open with their faces not covered. Yeah. Standing there, getting yeah. snuck up on. Yeah. That's not. Well, a yeah. Ninja. It's all very following the sort of vibe that they had, where it's like, hey, it's the hand, and we have this sort of motley crew of themed assassins. <laughs> And that's why I thought, hey, they're going to throw in Bullseye at the very end here. That'd be interesting. Kevin Miller, uh, 
Favorite moment, least favorite moment? Oh, favorite moment. Um, probably the drunken fist scene. That was really cool. I really like that because it has like that dude was a decent like I, he. I don't know if he's he was fun. a stunt double too, but hell. he was a he was, there was some good acrobatics and choreography in that fight scene. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also liked the like. KB was saying, I liked everything with uh, Claire, generally. I like that she's 110% done with this shit. Um, I liked uh, Madame Gao when she was, like, trapped in the room and speaking through the yeah. screen. I thought it was pretty fucking sinister. Because mm-hmm. you get the impression, like, oh, she's in prison, but why does it feel like she's the only one who wants to be here? If or, I can or when, use that when, old Danny, line again. when Danny was like, you could break out of here. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, hey, you haven't eaten or drank any water in days. And she's like, I've done worse. <laughs> it's like, wow, Jesus, man, how are you like 150 years old? How, how, yeah, well, she said she's seen multiple Iron Fists. Yeah. Yeah. She's the, she's, so they've, they've alluded either... to her being the crane mother, but they've never expressly mentioned it. I think they dropped the phrase crane mother at some point, didn't they? In, in, oh, in they've that, that's, said that's, crane mother a million times. Yeah, because yeah. that's that, that's the, you know, he trained as the monks of, under the order of the crane mother. Yeah, like, that's right, that's the yeah. name of his mm-hmm. sect. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Least favorite scene, how do you pick? I don't know. Yeah, so many to choose from. Uh, uh, well, probably one of the scene. ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like boardroom scene number eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, the one where they were going with like the crisis intervention guy and Joyce talking with him, like, how do we deal with like you know Danny being filmed on this video? And Ward's just sitting there like literally crying, and his eyes are bloodshot, and he's like sweating into a puddle. Like, my God, making that same goddamn face he made in every fucking scene. Yeah, and like pretending, over. like thinking that he's bleeding from the wrists, and like uh, I, I just no, I don't care. I actually which again, didn't they, mind. Which again, they I never didn't mind the lady either. They didn't mind the lady Macbeth. The lady Macbeth angle they were going for there was pretty cool, but they didn't. Well, again, yeah, they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, he just exactly. kind of got over it. Yeah, exactly. And they they had like this weird thing where like. Joy and Ward had this very, I'm sure Finn Jones is used to it, but they had this very Game of Thronesy incesty type where like they're brother and sister, but they're a little too close. Are they maybe better? Oh yeah, I, I got know. I got like, that vibe too. Like there was that I, vibe I to it. it. It was just fuck. It was so off, right? Like and oh god, it's terrible. Um, for me, I'm gonna make it three for three. The drunken boxing scene was the was the best. Uh, was the uh, I like, put it this way. The only thing, the only scene from Iron Fist that I will ever YouTube will be the drunken boxing. Scene. I was gonna say I could see I could see going back and watching that China episode again because there are some good fight scenes yeah. there. I wouldn't even do go go that far. Honestly, I would just YouTube the get the that drunk, three minutes. <laughs> yeah, the drunken boxing thing to get that three minutes. Least favorite scene? Any boardroom? Any boardroom scene? Don't don't care about corporate espionage in the show. Like I I went to I watched Iron Fist because I wanted kung fu. And I got fucking, like, Aaron Brockovich style. Like, if I wanted to see that shit, I would have popped in Aaron Brockovich. Honestly, I really would have. That uh, was the exact plot to Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, she brought a corporation <laughs> to its knees and a town to its feet, KB. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Brown. Yes, sir. What is your grade on season one of Iron Fist? I am going to give it... One fist out of 
How many does Goro have? Six. One, one fist iron, out of six. One iron fist out of six. <laughs> <laughs> Not even an iron fist, just one regular meat, meat fist. <laughs> Meat fist. <laughs> oh no no no! And not not. We'll do the strong hand from uh, scary movie out of six fists. Oh man! <laughs> What's his name? Oh god! I know you're talking. About. <laughs> take my strong hand, Chris Elliott. Take my strong yeah, that, that's hand. It. Chris no, Elliott. get it away from me. <laughs> I was gonna say David Cross, but he's the other dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. We we could do a commentary track on just that scene. <laughs> Weren't you? <laughs> Kevin Miller. Official grade to season one of Iron Fist. Uh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a clever way to say, like, I don't know, like, three out of eight divine paths. Uh, <laughs> but uh, four out of ten, which is to say it's not good, but I'd still rather watch it than Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gave Daredevil an A. I gave Jessica Jones a B, maybe a B Should have been a C minus. Should have been a C minus. Oh boy. <laughs> I gave I gave Daredevil season two a C. I gave Luke Cage a C minus. That was a generous C minus too, I think. Yeah, I think I ended up giving Luke Cage a C, a flat C. You throw you throw out the plot, and Luke Cage is an amazing show. Absolutely, but unfortunately, yeah. the plot. Is <laughs> Luke Cage is amazing. Unfortunately, show, right? the most important thing yeah, to show yeah. is our plot. Unfortunately, when you're making up the, the pie the pie piece chart of your show, plot should be at least seventy percent of the pie piece. Luke and... Cage is my favorite musical slideshow in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> well played because that's honestly what it is just, like like what there's a great cage, soundtrack and yeah. some pictures like what what luke cage like i joked about like in, in iron fest the only thing i'm ever going to watch is the drunken fist on youtube luke cage the only thing i would i would ever youtube are those musical numbers the only thing in luke cage i would i well, would that's... youtube and i think i i'd been beating the drum of the marvel netflix series the elephant in the room is that no one is willing to admit, the, especially the Marvel stands who who, are, who will live and die and say that Luke Cage was a good series. I'm sorry, it was a good six episodes, and then it fell apart. These Marvel Netflix shows, they've been, I said it earlier, they've been chasing Daredevil Season 1 ever since. They haven't even come fucking close to replicating the masterpiece and the magic that they've got with Season 1 of Daredevil. These shows are getting worse and worse as they go, and I hope this is a wake-up call because we got, I think, are we getting the Punisher next? And then, oh, I, know, I, th- I think we're getting the Punisher next, and then the Defenders will drop. But the Marvel Netflix shows have been getting progressively worse. Iron Fist is a D. It is a D plus. I will give it a D plus. It is, it is worse, and the Marvel Netflix shows are getting worse as we go. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Marvel stands. Like, come at me on Twitter if you want, but it's true. You just. Look inward. I'm not the one making the shows. Look inward. These shows are bad. They they, they are, are unfortunately getting worse and worse. And I, I don't wish it that way because Iron Fist is one of my favorite Marvel properties. We're getting Marvel Punisher at some point in 2017, that's all it says. Okay, so Punisher then to... Yeah, November 2017, Punisher Season 1 will drop and then it'll be... Yeah, then the defenders. So, well, I hope, and I'm just gonna parrot what you said and what I said earlier, Matt. Um, that they take the correct lessons from this. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because unlike Luke Cage, it feels it sounds like this time we're not the only ones who didn't like Iron Fist. Yeah, well, we so, were the only ones who who didn't like Luke Cage. People, people, there were people out there who who admitted that it just honestly. Once they throw Marsha Shala Ali or however you pronounce his name, I'm sure I butchered that, but like Cottonmouth, who who was fucking awesome, and they put all that time in and into to to you know. It, it, developing it how awesome he was. Into, yeah, developing his character and developing how awesome he was. It was honestly, it was like if you cooked a really good steak, and then sat they down put ketchup to eat it, on it, and not even put ketchup on it, you just threw it in the garbage. <laughs> like, you just didn't even bother <laughs> trying it. You 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 took the time and the preparation, like you marinated it over like three days, and then you got you know just the right. You got you made sure you had your your grill the perfect temperature so that it, it doesn't get away from you, and you got it like a perfect rare or medium rare, but never above medium rare. And and you sat down and you had some you know some sautéed mushrooms and some sautéed onions and some great sides, maybe some garlic mashed potatoes to go with. You sat down, you sharpen your knife, you put your napkin in onto your lap. And you were prepared to go to town, and you just picked it up and you threw it in the trash. That is what they did. <laughs> that is what they did. You didn't even feed it to the dog. You just threw it in the trash. That is what they did with with. Uh, anyway, yeah, frozen hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and just decided he exactly. And then you thawed some some thawed hot dogs at a gas station sink and ate those. And just man, yeah, I don't know why they did that with Luke Cage. I just would have been like, if I read that script, I would have been like, fix this. What are you doing? <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was it was no bad, and this one was just hot garbage from start to finish, and and boring, boring. Did I mention? I don't even think I mentioned how boring the show was at any point. It was really fucking boring. A lot of boardroom scenes. It it was not good. D plus Marvel Netflix series getting worse, <laughs> and unfortunately, I now have to turn to a character I'm not too fond of, the Punisher. Yeah, I don't Punisher. know how I feel about the Punisher. Like, yeah, the Punisher is going to be interesting though because we already have his backstory. Yeah, his that's whole true. backstory, his whole backstory yes. was done in Daredevil. So that if was they the go cool back to the back, <laughs> if they go back to the backstory, they're gonna have a tall. Like we've we've already high. talked about Daredevil season two at length, mm-hmm. but the interesting part of that season was like the first four episodes with yeah. the Punisher until he Absolutely. got arrested, yeah. and then the Punisher remained stuck around for the rest and was still okay, mm-hmm. but not as cool as he was at the beginning. And so if, if we get good Punisher again, I imagine we will get a, at least a few episodes of good Punisher again, but it's going to be another 13 hours and, you know, we'll see what the overall balance ends up being. I, I don't look to it with high hopes given the track record that we've had so far. Well, I, I hope they can. I, I hope that I'm they turn it around. Guy. I really do. Yeah, me too. I, I would like, I would like this to, I would like to see an, an uptick from the, from the Marvel Netflix series. Yeah, I we really sound like. down on a lot of stuff, but I just want to reiterate for our listeners: hope always springs eternal. I want okay. every movie, I want every TV oh, show yeah. to be good. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I don't go into, I don't, I'm not going to go into DC's Wonder Woman, exp- like hoping that it's terrible so I can no. be proven right. I want a good Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> me too. I'm yeah. so nervous. Iron Fist, I said, is 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 up there. He's one of my favorite Mar- Marvel properties, and yeah. they just and I, I said this was a disgrace to that character. It really was. Yeah. It was an absolute huh. disgrace to that character. Well. I'll be in your boat when Punisher comes out because I love Punisher. I was gonna say I yeah. already had that boat. Man well, of Steel not, came yeah. out. So. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Punisher guy, but I I will be I will be watching it and I will He's... be rooting for him. The only guy it's... I never the only guy the only character I never root for is Deadpool. That's the only character I just refuse to root for. So that other than <laughs> that, yeah, I'll I'll set aside my I don't think Punisher is a very good character thoughts. 
and cheer for for them to to add some gravitas to that character, which they did in in the brief iteration we got in they, Daredevil season two. I was did. like, because I was sitting there going, "Wow, I give a fuck about the Punisher for the first time ever." Right? <laughs> Sit up like, straight, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. They did a really good job, but if they have to stay true to the character, if he's letting people go yeah. and using rubber bullets, like, mm. come on, give me yeah. the battle van, give exactly. me. Because that's why, that's why, that's the thing I've not liked. If we, yeah, if if we just do like a little, you know, pre prelude to the Punisher here. The, the thing I've never liked about the Punisher is the very thing that makes him great, unfortunately, where he's he's he's, he's very one dimensional and he's he's basically like a he's like a tornado that just shows up and destroys everything in his path and then leaves. And then what was that know, bit from Trigon? <laughs> he's a natural disaster. <laughs> yeah. And has like and has no. Yeah. He's like Vash the Stampede. Yeah. He's, yeah. What, he's what everybody thinks. He Vash is the, the complete opposite. He's the complete no. opposite of Vash the Stampede. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish. He's what everyone thinks Vash the Stampede actually is. Right? <laughs> like, like they're like, oh, they think he's just a guy who comes in and murders everything in town. That's the Punisher. He just shows up like a tornado, destroys everything in his wake, doesn't feel bad or have any kind of like moral quandaries about what he's doing he just he's a murder machine and that's it the, and the punisher doesn't go to a city uh, he happens to a city <laughs> exactly yeah the, i think the biggest problem they're gonna have with him is he is best when he plays off of the other vigilantes like yes, spider-man he's, he's not a he's not a, he's not a main character no, he's not, he's, he's a supporting yes he's the matthew i got hired of he's the yeah. matthew mcconaughey of 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 things he should he should never be the lead man but he should be the guy standing next to the guy making him look more awesome most right? well known for romantic comedies got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> best pair with kate hudson gotcha <laughs> no get out of my face Catherine heigl man Catherine uh, heigl yeah. bring oh, her yeah. back and on that note, I think I think we're gonna call the, uh, the Iron Fist review. We're gonna put we're gonna close the book on the on the Iron Fist slash Marvel Netflix show review. Crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, soundcloud.com slash crossover podcast. You can use uh, my Twitter account at mpier6, which is the show account for this uh, show as well. And we are on iTunes, and I already mentioned SoundCloud. Please rate and subscribe on. SoundCloud, uh, KB, uh, KB, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, if you want to yell at me at Twitter, I'm at SuckerPunch, S-U-K-R-P-U-N-C-H. I tweet a lot about the Blue Jays, so if you're a big baseball fan, that's yeah, cool. That's, I get a little political, you might want to ignore that, but Blue Jays <laughs> all the way. <laughs> no one wants this read that, then just ignore <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Miller, anything you want to plug? Uh, just the one thing, uh, I'm going to be on April's episodes of HI 101 Ooh, nice. uh, for my for my fifth and sixth appearances, and that's about? just a little uh, lead. Um, God, I don't know if I want to spoil it. <laughs> um, oh, you got to spoil it. Well, spoil let it me, me. You can tell me well, off well, air. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, all right. I'll tell you guys off air. On air, all I'm going to say is yeah. that uh, the first episode is coming out on April 1st, and take from that what you will. <laughs> Ooh, like a little tease, little tease from Kevin Miller for the good folks over there, uh, Adam over there at the uh, the HI101 podcast. HI101.ca. Yeah. If you're a fan, please be a fan. It's one of the best podcasts I listen to, and yeah. also yeah. he's got a Patreon starting up now, so give yeah. him a few bucks. He can we, use it. we got to get Adam back on this show. I had a lot of fun with him over that with that star wars i've extended the open invitation we had yeah we got to get adam (laughs) back on this podcast um 
yeah, that's it. Uh, that'll be it for this week. Uh, with Without Bachelor, we're no longer pulling double duty. I don't know when. Next time you hear from us for next week, Craig will be on. We're going to do one of my favorite pods of the year, which is our baseball over-under win totals gambling podcast. Fuck, I love that. That's honestly one of my – like, I look forward to this podcast so much. Uh, I don't have my baseball. schedule. Yeah, baseball. I don't have my schedule yet for this week or for next week, so we don't know when it'll drop, but at some point next week, uh, Craig and I, you will hear Craig and I discussing Major League Baseball and who keep it gonna, locked. Yeah, who we're going to gamble on. So uh, Blue Jays all... with the under. Blue no, Jays no, under no. for sure. No, the Blue Jays over. I because th- the the over was like 80, 88? No, I think it was eighty five. I think it was eighty five. for the pod. <laughs> yeah, the Blue Jays were like eighty five. I was, I was, I'm I'm looking very hard at the Blue Jays over. It's going to be a crash and burn year, man. No, gun to my, here, here's the thing. I gun the rotation's too good, KB. Just to give you a little preview, the Blue Jays. Gun to my head, you know where I think they end up? I think when I think when it's all when 162 games are over for the Toronto Blue Jays, I think they're playing another one game playoff. I think they're back in the wild card game when it, when it all squares out. That and that's that's, where they end up. that's best case scenario for sure. No, best case scenario would be winning the division. Well, no, I mean game. realistically, best case they're wild card. Yeah, it, I can't see like, them getting anything better than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week talking baseball. So that was a little preview. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, Tom Pelfrey, give back all the money you stole for that show. You were fucking atrocious, bud. Uh, wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, signing off from the Crossover Podcast. Take care, you guys. Good night. Later.